For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hi there, I'm Robert Rankin, and you're listening to the, the Geek Show. Oh, yes. Hello, and welcome to season 16 of the Geek Show. New year, new us. I know it's three weeks in, but it's still technically a new year. We can still technically say that. I'm Rob, and also here is the other Rob. Hello. Newsreader Rob. Yes, newsreader. So, this year, the year started off with... The uh, Consumer Electronics Show, Rob. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, Consumer Electronics Show is one of those weird tech events. It's it's one of the biggest tech events in the world, but it's one of those weird tech events as well where you have loads and loads of companies showing off their TVs and, um, you know, their TVs. Well, I I think think a simpler way to say it is every year at CES, There'd be like one big tech story and a lot of insane people. Well, yes and no, because what you'll often get, well, one of the things that's become common with CES the, uh, these days and, is and, that... And this, and this year's big story was 5G, just... Yeah, it was. Um, also, the continued absence of Apple from CES, even though they put out a giant billboard outside, and who could miss Google? Because apparently Google was plastered everywhere. Um so yes, that, 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 that's so unlike Google. Yeah, I know. It's not like Google at all, is it? So unlike. No, no. It's so subtle usually. Yeah. The thing <laughs> is, with most of the with most of the major mobile phone manufacturers deciding to wait until their mobile convention later on this year, mm. it gave it gave a chance for some of the uh, lesser known mobile manufacturers to actually come to the fore, which is a great thing because CES is still a big event. You know, it's a massive event. But, I mean, you've got, like, uh, Bell were fly- showing their flying taxi, and you had uh, uh, you had all sorts of other stuff going on. But we're not going to focus on any of that stuff, because that stuff is boring. The stuff that we want to well, look at. it's not. It's what? not boring, but How on. much can you say about a TV? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. A good TV is like a good chair. It doesn't matter how high-tech it is, just as long as it's comfy, that's all that matters to me. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you put TVs from different manufacturers next to each other and they've got, like, I don't know, uh, OLED screens, AMOLED screens, whatever, I don't know what applies to TVs anymore. Maybe they're smart TVs, maybe they're dumb TVs. I have no idea. He, don't care. He, he's a, he's a tidbit that I've probably already said in the show, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's, there's a lie in the TV industry, not like the TV being made, although there is plenty of lies there, mm. in the TV production industry, 4K is a lie. It is, because I can't you, see that much. You, yeah, I can't see it. I think yeah, I can see it like a, a decent bit over um, HD, and then it's just imperceptible to us. Yeah, it's all the same. It's quite literally yeah. all the same. Um, so you're fucking out insane amounts of money for something that you can't physically see. Oh, they've gone up to 8K now, though, haven't they? Yeah, that's, that's even more unseeable by the naked eye. Yeah. Um, something else that's unseeable by the naked eye, though. Diving straight in here. I got a segue. You did. 
But something else that's unseeable by the naked eye is your own brain. Well, not if you watch some horror movies and it's not. Yeah, okay. Uh, but there's a company in the US called Halo Neuroscience, and they were they were showing off their latest piece of technology, which was a pair of headphones. Now, what could be interesting about a pair of headphones that a company called Halo Neuroscience would want to develop something like that? Well, this could go anywhere, considering you suggested that we can't see our own brains and the headphones. I don't think I can join those dots. Well, it's not about seeing your brain, but it is something to do with your brain. See, these headphones have spikes on, you know the band that sits on top of your head? They have spikes on that bit piercing down to your skull. And is it like that, you know, that thing they get for dogs and cats to, it's, I think it's been banned or it should be banned, where you make your cat behave or your dog behave by giving it a massive electric shock? Basically, yes and no, right? It is that, but it isn't that, because they basically doctored it up a little bit more to make it sound a lot nicer. They're saying these spikes, right, the, the, the spikes from this band that sits in your head on these headphones will shoot electric impulses into your brain. Once the spikes are doused with water, they can transmit electric current, and they, it works by applying small jolts to the area of the brain that controls movement, uh, putting it into a state of what's known as hyperlearning, or so the theory goes, because there is science to back this up, but it's the application of that science which is, uh, well, it's somewhat alarming. Does the record that... uh, 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 you, can, you can't see this, listeners. Well, the expression I'm pulling right now is if you farted at one time and it came out hard <laughs> and you're trying to hide that fact because this... Uh, I, I think I just leave you with that image because I don't know how to process this. I mean, what the, what, uh, what Halo Neuroscience is trying, to, is trying to claim is that if you wear these headphones when you're doing things like learning new exercises practicing jump shots or even playing the piano you will learn a lot faster but they only recommend you use them for 20 minutes a day who well i say who'd want this there's plenty of products out there targeting plenty of idiots but is this like one of those spec things that are put up at the ces it's not actually something which is on the shelves and buyable now uh i don't think it's buyable now yeah i, I think they're still developing it we'll see yeah, I don't think they're going to get much further, to be honest, because I don't think some investors are going to say, I can electrocute my brain and learn how to do star jumps better. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there was a whole bunch of other stuff at uh, CES that was just plain weird. Um, there was a big, uh, as always at CES, there was a big emphasis on uh, diapers. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I think it says enough on its own. <laughs> I don't understand the fascination with nappies. We call them nappies in the UK, by the way. What do they call them in America? Diapers. Diapers. Yeah. but that, Sounds exotic. It, it does sound exotic. <laughs> I've never understood the fascination with uh, with diapers or nappies uh, in the US. And <clears throat> obviously, they've got like a smart diaper sensor that uh, will let you know when your baby has dirtied the diaper because the smell... Then again, <laughs> nappy is a Greek surname, so... Yeah, true. <laughs> but I mean... This, <clears throat> Fill in the blanks. I'm suggesting that yourself, listeners. Yeah, I wasn't saying anything. I was, I was staying away from that. Thing is, the smell from the nappy is kind of a dead giveaway. You see, that's changed. When I've said there what I just said, that's changed the the, the connotations of your sentence completely. I know. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. 
Um, Samsung came up with it with an absolute doozy, right? Samsung really uh, have basically showcased their their new smart fridge. Which see if you can spot the flaw in this, Rob. Right? Samsung's new smart fridge has a feature that will ring your phone to let you know if you've left the fridge door open. Yeah. Why not just make a fridge that closes the door automatically? Yeah, because you got those. <laughs> I know it's not smart, but those um, drawers that you can slam, and then there's some sort of mechanism that will slow it down. Yeah. And close it softly. Exactly. Surely, all you need to do is have some sort of smart ma- magnet, where if it keeps it open for a certain amount of time, it will do that same sort of uh, action. Yes. <laughs> you see what I mean the about. Best... I'm a better inventor than Samsung. You see what I mean about the flaw in that sentence? Yeah, I mean, why do you need to get somebody involved on the phone? I don't know. Is it just Samsung saying, yeah, but the guys in the phone department, they're really proud of what they're doing. Should we involve them? No, 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 they're impossible to live with. And then one walks in and says, hi, guys, what are you up to? And he's like, you know, a scrappy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And you just can't say not a scrappy because he'll just annoy you until he goes away. This is true. Um, anyway, back to diapers, because aside from the uh, sensors on the diapers, and I know we're jumping around a bit, but this is CES, and jumping around is basically what you do there. Um, there was another sensor called D-Free, which stands for diaper-free, but this one's not aimed at children. No, 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 no. (laughs) This one is designed to help adults suffering from incontinence, right? It senses the changing size of your bladder and tells you when you need to pee. Well, usually, you know, I don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there's a logical flaw in this argument, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, usually people don't want to be belittled. And you know, after they've got like a problem like incontinence, that's enough of a problem on its own. Yeah. But does it wear a diaper which tells you when you've wet yourself? Well, it's not even a diaper. It basically is just a sensor that tells you that you're about to wet yourself because apparently your body is incapable of doing that. I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of um, incontinence because, yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Something terrifying from CES. Remember that I hate Furbies. It's not that you hate them. It's that they haunt you every waking moment. Yeah, I, I am very suspicious of Furbies. I do not trust them at all. At all, at all, it's at like all. When, it's like when a gang of them come into a shop. You, you never know what they're going to steal. Yep. So, do me a favour. Just go to Google and type in, oh, U- uh, trust me, type in U-L-O and the word owl. U-L-O, owl. Yeah. U-L-O, owl. Yeah. Now, just see if you can find some pictures of them. Okay. Because, you know, I've always been suspicious of Furby's uh, staring at me and watching my every move. Well, these owls from Ulo literally do just that because they're surveillance cameras and they're terrifying. Kind of, it, it's like a little black ball that made, looks like sort of a Bluetooth speaker, but it's got eyes on, like owl eyes. And an owl beak. Yeah. I say it's not terrifying, but if you wake up in the middle of the night and it's staring at you, watching you sleep. Exactly. That's another, <laughs> that's another matter altogether. I mean, of all the designs to choose. Yeah, it's a Kickstarter. It's that done. And it was £150 for one. And apparently you can get nine, and it costs you a thousand oh, euros. Sorry, a thousand euros for nine euros. Yeah, they're 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 strangely terrifying and bizarre at the same time. 
if you get them wet after or feed them after midnight, do they turn into like a, an even scarier version and then start to kill you? And then you've know. got to basically cook one in the microwave and it explodes. Possibly. And then there's a lot of them in the bar getting drunk. And then they go and watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Possibly. Very, very possible. And then Phoebe Kate has like a really horrible speech about why she doesn't like Christmas. You never know. That might be the case. <laughs> Just in case you never got that reference I was making there. That was Gremlins. Speaking of Gremlins, cats. Speaking of Gremlins, cats, did you just say? Yes, I did. Sure, Rob. Sure. Right. <laughs> um, cats and dogs, they need to be fed, yeah? Yes. There are pet food dispensers that you can get, but an Italian company called Volta has uh, been showcasing at CES their uh, Mookie pet feeder. Is it pronounced like that, or is it pronounced Mookie? Mookie. Mookie pet filter. Mookie. Mookie. M-O-O-K-I-E. Because Mookie is a northern colloquialism that means dirty. Yes. It's a dirty pet feeder. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> that actually sounded more terrifying than you thought because your voice went a little bit robotic as you were saying it. Well, that was good timing. <laughs> anyway, the Mookie pet feeder, well, there's something a little bit different about it because uh, it uses facial recognition to unlock the feeding ball and the facial recognition is of your cat or your dog. Yeah, animals which their expression could mean I'm ecstatic, could mean I'm hungry, it could mean I want to murder you. Cats especially are very hard to read facially. I mean, uh, the Volta CEO has told Australian News that it's face unlock for your cat. Does it include dogs as well? Because dogs, even if they're not hungry, they'll still eat. Uh, yes, it does. Yeah, you see, there's a flaw in the technology. Yep. I agree. Because not, anim- not animals like, you know what, I've had enough. I'm on a diet. Animals aren't like that. They're not designed like that. No, they're not. Um, one of the other big kind of, well, how do I explain what this is? You could try. <laughs> Lamborghini make supercars, yeah? Yeah. And they sometimes apply the Lamborghini name to various other things. Mobile phones, pens, ties, aftershave, massage chairs. Is that the new one? Yeah, this was showcased at uh, CES, and uh, let's. Uh, one reporter claimed that uh, sitting in the Lamborghini boyfriend, I think it's called massage chair. Yeah, the Lamborghini, sorry, body friend. The Lamborghini, the Lamborghini <sighs> body friend. <laughs> Good job, it's not called boyfriend because that's a whole different world that Lamborghini are getting into. <laughs> yes, the Lamborghini, the Lamborghini, <laughs> the Lamborghini body friend. Uh, massage chair had booth babes clad in sparkle mini dresses gyrating around an actual Lamborghini while the massage chair was just off to one side and one reporter has said sitting in the massage chair was was like having bad sex with Optimus Prime Uh, the suggestion there that there's good sex with Optimus Prime is a robot (laughs) whatever your inclination he will destroy you See, I looked at this, and my first thought was, there's an, there's, right, Katsuhiro Atma is the creator and director of Akira, but he also did other things. Sorry, one of the other things he did was a, uh animated movie called Rujin Z, which is all about elderly care in the future, or in the near future. And the bed that they place the old man into that takes care of all his needs and replaces the need for nurses or doctors or anything... Looks a lot like this Lamborghini 
body, whatever it is. Body Maybe that friend. was the inspiration. Maybe I don't know. And if it is, what's, it's is terrifying. It just like, is it? What's the selling point behind this um, massage chair? Is it just a massage chair with a Lamborghini's logo on it? It's a massage. It's a massage. Uh, it's a massage chair that can lean backwards and recline and tilt backwards, so you're lying flat. And massage, and it doesn't just massage the back; it massages the sides and the head and everything. Apparently, so it's just a massage chair. It's oh, how do I how do I explain what it looks like? So how about you take a look there and <laughs> see what you think the Lamborghini body friend massage chair? Do you think it'll work for you? I don't know where the person ends and the body chair begins. <laughs> See what I mean? And it looks like the... You know those beds you get when you're a little kid? Yeah. I want to be a jet pilot. I want to be a Formula One driver. So you get a bed and it has like the frame of like a a jet or like a car on the outside. You know the sort of thing I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I do. It it looks like one of them, basically. I mean, for me, it looks like something you'd put the pilot in before you make the jump to light speed. looks like a cryogenic sleep chamber, but the dog bust off. (laughs) You know, whatever it is. I mean, the room they put it in, it basically looks like they put it in the clock room as well. Exactly. Not like here here is a display. There's like a projector on the floor and a pile of coats. (laughs) This is not like a thing they have much investment in, really. Maybe it's with Lamborghini's new range of beds for for, for under 10s. Yep. You see, I think they'd do a better shot if they did that sort of thing, like a boutique bed for the under 10s. Made of actual Lamborghini bits. Yep. Oh, there you go, Lamborghini. You can have that one for free. Because it's clearly better than a massage chair. Yes. I mean, who has massage chairs anyway? It's not like, I don't know, mid-naughties bro world anymore. Do you know what would go with that massage chair? What would go perfectly with it? Is the uh, is the R.I. Cool and Warm Eye, mass- eye Massager. Okay. It's... Apparently, it's a world first, or according to R.I., the cool and warm eye massager bills itself as the world first. And the whole idea is, you know, when you get tired eyes and stuff like that, it gives your eyes a massage. Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you see, um, I have a potential thing that was going to happen to my eyes uh, because I have hair fever. Apparently, people who have hair fever rub their eyes more, and that has like a detrimental effect on their eyesight and their vision. Yep. So to have a machine that does that for you, or I was like, here's a machine that's going to make you go blind. <laughs> Apparently there's another one that, uh, uh, at CES, which I couldn't find the name of, uh, that it basically tries to make you look prettier by singeing your eyelashes or your eyebrows. That could not possibly go wrong at all, could it? <laughs> no. Um, but anyway... Um, places of privacy, right? Uh, aside from uh, a giant box for a cat to go into so it could basically do its business. Okay. There was something called the Dream Box at CES. Now, the Dream Box is basically, you know those saunas you sometimes get, those standalone saunas that you sometimes see at various gyms and stuff like that, yeah? Yeah, like a wooden shed. Yeah. A sweaty wooden shed. Now... The dream box is basically one of those in kind of an oval shape uh, that immerses the occupant with chromotherapy or color therapy and sophrology 
which I don't know what the hell that is. Sophrology. It shows you a slideshow of nice sofas, and you think, ooh, I like that one. Oh, apparently it's a self-development method and practice using body and mind, allowing each individual to create more balance and harmony in themselves and the world around them. But does I, it... just thought, I just thought it was like that scene in like, uh, Clockwork Orange, but instead of like violence, it's just a lot of... It's like an SAS slideshow. Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know, but apparently you sit in there please, for 15... Please, no more carpets and sofas, please, no. Or maybe it's just a <laughs> just a lecture telling you to be very... telling you that you're great. Yeah. <sighs> 15 to 30 minutes of that, apparently, and you'll be right as rain, and it's targeted... You know, it targets an unusual trio in advertising, collaborators, ath- uh, athletes, and medical professional professionals. Collaborators? Yeah. That's literally anybody, anywhere in the world. Well, it depends if it's wartime or not. Collaborators basically means people who work together. Yeah. That's such a vague description. I know. I'm. It's it's a bizarre idea. Uh, it's just basically the garden shed where your power tools are, power tools are, and where you've hooked up a you know a TV, maybe a games console. You can just escape from the family and hide there for a while. I mean, don't get me wrong, a sauna shed is a great idea. Yeah. But it's like calling a tomato uh, something that's like... A tomato is a tomato. Don't call it anything else. Yep. You know what I mean? You know, I it's do. it's a simple concept. It's a shed, which is a sauna. Yes. Which shows you slides of sofas and carpets. Yes. <laughs> you know, you don't need to dress it up as anything else. Because this is the problem of technology, isn't it? It's got to the point where anything which we really need or we believe ourselves to need, we have already in some way, shape, or form, or have been worked on already. So innovation has got to this point where people are innovating upon things that don't really need to be innovated. Yep. So we get like these stupid ideas because, you know, technology needs to move forward. That's the very nature of technology. Technology's whole idea is progression and development. This is exactly but right. It's like, it's, it's like progression and development for what reason? You know, work on something that has like some active practical use. Yeah, obviously you're going to get robots at uh, an event like CES, and there were some cute robots. There was uh, Groovex's cuddly little lover robot, and there was also uh, Kiki, which is uh, a slightly bizarre uh, or slightly more bizarre robot that's made to look a bit like a rather cute anime-esque raccoon. Because uh, uh, was, I don't know if it was on CES, but there was a, a robot that was dancing with children, which I thought was adorable. Mm, I saw that one as I, well. I don't know if that was at CES, between lots of stuff happening, but... But, I mean, uh, it's, it's a bizarre set of circumstances that you get at CES. I mean, there's belts that tell you if you're going to fall over. No. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where maybe your body is better at telling you that you're about to fall over than any piece of technology. Yeah, I mean, give me, like, carte blanche. Give me one afternoon to just come up and spitball a lot of ideas. I could come up with some decent stuff. These people are just... It's, it's the inmates running the asylum, I tell you. Yep. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it, it's it's a very odd set of circumstances, CES. But anyway, shall we head into the wider world from CES? Because uh, I'll be honest... Please do. Please. <laughs> There's a company called BioVet Laboratories, and they're concerned about dog poo. Stop stepping in it, then. <laughs> they want to tackle the problem of problem poo on the pavements 
and in you know uh, and to stop people having to step around or accidentally step into poo. Yeah, so the pro- this company is worried about problem poo. Yes, problem poo. It's a problem. It's a big problem. Sometimes it's a small problem. Sometimes it's a dry problem. But anyway. Sometimes it's a slippy problem. <laughs> yes, sometimes it is. But anyway, um, the whole Poop and Scoop campaign, right, that was introduced years ago, and it's been reasonably successful, but not everybody adheres to the campaign. Not everybody does it. And in inner towns and inner cities, it's really taken well, but in the countryside, they don't care. They just leave it. Yeah. But now BioVet is going to be working with over 3,000 housing complexes in the US, Canada, and the UK. And what they're going to be doing, they're encouraging people who see um, the uh, doggy doo-doo to take a sample for them to test the DNA and track <laughs> the dog down. You see, there's campaigns like this on TV, you know, with their country file. Say, what well, what is happening to our... I'm just picking an animal at random here. I don't know if there's anything up with the species. But if you see, like, a pitch, a robin, take a picture, send it into us, so we can catalogue where all of our robins are. Yeah, that was... Uh, see what's happening. That was BBC's Weather Watch, wasn't it? It was something like that. It was, it was a nice little motif to get people involved with uh, con- conservation. I, yeah. I always get those two words mixed up. But, yeah, the same. So if you see some dog crap, pick some up, put it in your pocket, send it to us, self-addressed envelope. We <laughs> want it. <laughs> it's not the same thing, is it? No, it's not. It sounds like a, it sounds like a specialist website, you know, <laughs> doing something that it really shouldn't be. Ridiculous. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and is walking around poo really that hard? <laughs> is stopping your dog pooing in the street really that hard? Yeah, that's what you're going on walks for. Going in a field. Yep. Anyway, moving from... It's like, what... a big dog, it's like a big dog garden afield. Just think of it as that. Yes, it is. Um, anyway, moving from one end of the body to the other. Um, the University of South Australia, researchers there have discovered something that is slightly surprising. See, they were doing... They were basically looking at the effects of uh, certain types of clay on on drug delivery systems. So, basically, they were... Tr- they looking at certain types of clay and how they improved drug delivery. And they accidentally found that uh, certain clay materials, if consumed with food, would actually prevent the stomach from... uh, Basically, the clay would soak up the fat droplets from the gut, helping you not get fatter, right? So basically, the recommendation in the future, at some point you'll see a headline saying, you you know, you should have uh, some dirt with your food. Well, to be honest, it depends where you go. They're already said with you. Yeah, this is odd. You know, I mean, there's this new story recently about how people should be eating more uh, bugs, in fact, than nuts. Yeah, and then there was the other one that said you could only eat 14 grams of meat, 14 grams of red meat, sorry, per day. Well, I understand that. That's just, they allow there to be more in the world. Yeah. But some people, Americans, yeah. eat too much red meat. So maybe what they need to do then is to prevent the Americans getting fat and to prevent anybody else who loves red meat getting fat, maybe when you're making the burger, grind in some clay, freshly ground clay. Or maybe do smaller portions. Smaller portions or freshly ground clay. You know, it might give the burger a more earthy texture. Yeah, you say that, but I don't know if anybody else out there has had this thing, but when I was a kid, I went to the dentist and had this thing called impressions done. 
wear like the sticker gob full of clay in your mouth to get like the shape of your teeth and the shape of your inner mouth. Yeah. And I was spitting out clay for weeks. It doesn't taste like so does it. It, it doesn't taste of anything really. It's but it's just it gets everywhere and it gets stuck everywhere. But the idea that you can smuggle that in or have somebody eat that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just can't do that. That's silly. This is true. Let's move across to Russia because we've got a couple of stories and boy are they doozies. Okay. Right. There was a Japanese company that basically wanted to launch an, uh, a satellite into orbit and release certain things from the satellite so they'd fall through the atmosphere and burn up through the atmosphere, disappear. Yep. Creating artificial fireworks in the atmosphere, an artificial okay. meteor shower, so to speak. Now a Russian company is trying to get into the low earth entertainment business. How did you describe that, sorry? Low Earth Entertainment. Low Earth Sci-fi Orbit. Sci-fi is apparently reality now. Yeah, Low Earth Orbit Entertainment. What they want to do is different, though. The company is called Star Rocket. Sorry, Start Rocket. And they announced plans to introduce orbital advertising billboards made up of a grid of tissue box-sized satellites called CubeSats. Yeah. So... At some point in the near future, you may look into the night sky on a clear night and you might see, uh, you might see Orion the Hunter, you might see Cassiopeia, you might see the, the North Star, the Southern Cross, and you might see that giant Coca-Cola billboard floating just above your house. <sighs> you see, this is amusing to me, because you know those people, I mean, I'm not saying that aliens don't exist, but, because there's too much out there for them not to exist. But you know those people who see like the smallest thing. Yeah. Think, oh my god, aliens. Yep. They must think, wow, aliens are on hard times have gone corporate. It's <laughs> all out. Oh god, now I've got uh, now I've got images of you know the alien queen from the second movie yeah. from Aliens. I've got images of the alien queen wearing one of those nineteen eighties power suits that women used to wear with the you know, with the shoulder pads and everything. And eating this Coke Zero really does taste great. Yeah. Putting his thumb up for the camera. No, no, Alien Queen with a file of axe. <laughs> the 80s, Rob. Move out the 80s. <laughs> the, the Alien Queen's file of axe, I'm just imagining that. Can you imagine? E.T. Beco- the- e. e. becomes an Instagram influencer and gets. <laughs> Can you imagine on the, to- the organiser things to do today? Lay eggs, eat people, lay eggs, eat people. <laughs> Well, you clearly fixated on that point, and I'm, I'm sad that I brought it up. So can we move on? Yes. Um, possibly one of the greatest robot stories I've ever, ever seen, right? That's, that's a bold claim. Wait for it. Russia opened its annual project, right? It's a scientific forum in the city of uh, Yaroslavy, and the audience there got to see Russia's latest highly advanced robot called Boris. Now, Boris made major news on on Russia 24, where they called Boris the country's most modern robot. Yes, wait for it's it. It's name. It's name. Yeah, wait wait for it. Wait for it. Now, the... It explains so much the name. Oh, no, wait for it. Wait for it. It doesn't explain... Uh, trust me, it doesn't explain anything that you're thinking. This takes a very, very, very sharp left turn. What, I'm not thinking that Boris Johnson was, in fact, the Soviet ma- machine that escaped and ended into British politics. Weirdly, you're along the right lines. What? But not. <laughs> you're, you're on the right lines, but also not on the right lines at the same time. We'll get to that. 
Boris is very similar in appearance to Honda's Asimov humanoid robot, and Boris can reportedly walk and talk and do mathematical calculations and even dance. Uh, feats that were demonstrated on the stage of project, uh, a stage of the project forum. Sorry, um, and this was back in December. But there is one big problem with Boris. What? Boris isn't a robot. What is he? Boris is a guy in a robot suit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could still buy that for Boris Johnson. <laughs> I mean. Boris, a guy in a robot suit, was hailed as Russia's most advanced and modern robot. There's an episode of South Park where Cartman dresses up as a robot just so he can trick butters. That's happened there, wasn't it? <laughs> That's, see, I reckon Boris was just a cosplayer who was just, you know, just been paid to just stand around and greet people and stuff like that. And then someone from the show floor has gone, hang on, where's that damn robot? Oh, there it is. What's it doing over there? You know, it'd be amusing to me. What? If it was just one of those human statues that they saw outside the Kremlin and thought, oh my God, we never seen one of these before. It must be a robot. <laughs> take it in and study it. <laughs> I'm just imagining if Boris was, uh, you know, if people were chasing Boris like security or something like that, and he just stood there in a corner and paused until the end of the forum. You say the name's not helping because nothing you said has dissuaded me from thinking it is actually Boris Johnson. I know, that's the sad part. Because everything we've described is total Johnson, isn't it? Yeah, Johnson is also slang for another term of, of the human anatomy, shall we say. Yes, it is. And he is certainly one of those. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Anyway, um, our first trip to Japan of the year and of the new series. Now, I have to ask, how would you feel about riding, riding around in a bag? That's a big bag. I'm six foot one, all but two. So that's a big bag. And a very tall person that's carrying me. It is a big bag. It is a very, 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 very big bag. I'd be concerned about the back of the person who was carrying me, to be honest. So would I, because they don't look that strong. But there's the big bag that we're talking about. It's about it's about 100 centimetres in length, 68 centimetres wide, and it's called the Backpacker's Closet. It's got a maximum holding capacity of 180 litres, 48 gallons. Oh, that's a big bag. <laughs> that's either a big bag or a really small woman. See, looking at it from from here, I would think that you'd be able to fit in there. That's just amusing to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what, why, why do you need a bag that a human could fit in? I don't know. I know we could always... Uh, we could, we could, I know you could always get an extra thing in. But yeah. never have I had a bag and thinking, hmm, I wish this bag was big enough to carry my friend around. <laughs> the things we could get up to if I carry my friend in this bag. Can you imagine, though, if he couldn't offer it in so he had to leave his head sticking out the top of the bag? No, you see, that's what you do. You just put it in the corner of like, your room and then the bag would open it. And then he'd start laughing. Just, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the pranks we could get up to. Oh, God, I yes. need one of these bags. I need one of these bags now. <laughs> oh, now you know they exist. Human bags. So, careful with that Google search, though, because that could mean something entirely <laughs> different. On that note, uh, we're going to leave you for this episode. We'll be back in a fortnight with more uh, of the Geek Show and more uh, interesting and uh, other things from the worlds of science and technology. 
head over to thegeekshow.co.uk to find some of our stuff and support us on Patreon so we can keep on doing podcasts like this. And stay tuned to our social media channels, so, uh, our Facebook, which we've launched a, a new um, community group there, uh, our Twitter, our, our Instagram, where we'll be up to date with all the latest happenings and developments, including our launch of uh, the new YouTube video series. Yes. So stay tuned to all that stuff on all of our social media channels. Awesome. So, uh, until next time, I've been Rob. And I've been Rob. And we'll see you all later. Bye. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.